David Glenn Show this Saturday afternoon. Two of the five Power Five Conference undefeateds will go head-to-head at Death Valley. It's 5-0 NC State at 6-0 Clemson. The Tigers are ranked number three in the nation. The Wolfpack number 16. Remember, those two, along with Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, are the only teams remaining in the Power Five leagues with unblemished records. The Tigers are favored to win every one of their remaining regular season games, including as heavy favorites over the Wolfpack on Saturday. The Wolfpack at 5-0 is a big underdog to the Tigers on Saturday. However, the Pack is favored to win every other one of its games remaining in the regular season. Only one team can win this game. Only one team can win that division, of course, and move on to the ACC title game. Here to discuss the matchup on Saturday, he is the play-by-play voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, I'm good. appreciate you having me on. It's great to have you. Do you have any sense, either in Clemson Nation, the fans, or even Dabo Sweeney, who I'm sure is uh, a little bit more careful about what he says and thinks, can these Tigers fans take the challenge against the Wolfpack seriously, you know, as a major threat, when they're so used to playing in and winning ACC championship games and college football playoff games and even beating the Wolfpack head-to-head repeatedly at this point? Oh, no, the, the Clemson fan base takes, takes this game very seriously. I mean, you got you got to remember now, David, that this for this Clemson fan base here that – probably a little older than most fan bases. And so uh, a little bit more, uh, they have a little bit more to draw on as far as this series is concerned. It, it, go back into the, go back into the seventies and eighties, you know, when, when Clemson is really building its first real run uh, in college football, who was the thorn in the side? It was a Wolfpack of NC state was always a thorn in, in Danny Ford's side. And, uh, you know, Clemson escaped here just a couple of years ago. You know, Bambard doesn't miss the field goal. Right. Uh, then, you know, then they go down at home. Uh, believe me, Clemson fan knows that they can lose this game. Uh, they just go back to Syracuse. Just go back to Pittsburgh. Uh, they, they can absolutely lose this game. Uh, but they can also win this game. Yeah, earlier this year, it was 28-26, Tigers over Texas A&M. That was a road game. And then this year, it was 27-23, a win over Syracuse. That one was at Death Valley. So Dabo and the Tigers have already had close calls. When it comes to this matchup in particular, everybody knows about Clemson's defense. Number three nationally as we speak, they're giving up only 261 yards per game. My sense is that nobody has been able to run the ball a lick against a defensive line where all four guys were preseason all ACC. Is that the starting point for why the Tigers have been so dominant on that side of the ball? Oh, no, I don't think there's any doubt that ben, Brent Venables wants to come in and try to make offenses one-dimensional. Uh, now he wants to try to take away, though, the what he looks upon as being, you know, the, the strong point of their uh, of the opposing offense, which traditionally is a run game. Uh, but in this Wolfpack team, I think it, it I think it is the passing game. So I think that that is where the chess match kind of begins. Is is how does how does Venables go about dialing up stuff to take away the passing game? Uh, and trying to control the the running game of, of the Wolfpack, and uh, that that's what makes it so much fun. I, I think that he, whoever wins this game has to run the football. They have to run uh, the football. 
And so that's that's what's going to make Saturday, I think, in, at least in my mind, pretty interesting. Around here, of course, we know all the details about the Ryan Finley story. Three-year starter, not only leading the ACC in passing yards per game, but leading it by a bunch. Not as many people realize that the story unfolding in your backyard, Trevor Lawrence, the freshman, actually leads the ACC as we speak in passing efficiency with 11 touchdowns and only two interceptions. What have you seen from him so far as a starter that justifies the much-discussed decision by Dabo Sweeney a while back to elevate Trevor Lawrence over the incumbent starter, Kelly Bryant? Well, I, I think that one of the things is that, uh, that you got with Trevor and was probably one of the deciding factors is that offensively now they just stretched the field a ton more uh, with, with Lawrence at, at quarterback than they did with, with Kelly Bryant. Now, Lawrence isn't the runner. Certainly, that the Kelly Bryant was, but uh, you're going to find out that Lawrence is certainly is certainly the thrower, and he's not a, he's not afraid to to chuck it downfield. I mean, Clemson this year uh, already has uh, what, what they call explosive plays. An explosive play to Clemson is a run of 12 yards or more, or a passing play of 16 yards or more. Well, Clemson ha- already has 40 runs of 12 yards or more underneath their belts, and they have 30 uh, passing plays of 16 yards or more under their belts. And then you just go back and you take a look at the explosive plays. And then it's, it's just kind of sick right now. Uh, 39 plays of 20 yards or more for this Clemson offense. And uh, they, they have been very, very explosive. And most of that has been with number 16 back there at quarterback. The whole nation discussed the Kelly Bryant transfer and the Dabo Sweeney decision. How do you best summarize it as a guy who follows the Tigers every day? Uh, because some were trying to portray either Kelly Bryant as sort of, you know, the evil villain who's bailing on his teammates at midseason or Dabo as the evil villain for, you know, demoting the guy who put three plus years of blood, sweat and tears into earning that starting job. Uh, I didn't see a villain on either side. How was it received there in Clemson Nation? Well, I think it was, it was received pretty well. And I'm with you. I don't think there's a villain on, on either side. And I'm a guy who, you know, back in July was saying that I expected Kelly Bryant to start every game uh, this season here at Clemson. Uh, but I think that, that Coach Sweeney, uh, you know, with where the way that Trevor Lawrence was coming along, and particularly you went to that Georgia Tech game uh, where Lawrence did outperform, certainly, um, certainly outperform Kelly Bryant. But Clemson wasn't going to win the A&M game now without Kelly Bryant. Right. But when he made that decision in game five to, to start Lawrence and then, you know, if, if Kelly had played just one more snap, would have lost, uh, you know, the, the chance to transfer out. I think that, that's where everything started coming into play with the new transfer rule. And so Clemson was kind of the first real major uh, blip on the radar, so to speak. Now, that may be a bad term to use today after everything that came out in court uh, <laughs> and things that's been said over in Durham uh, here from, from basketball. But uh but that was the first. It was the first, you know, aha moment with this with this new uh, transfer rule. And I don't think you can blame Kelly Bryant. You can't blame him. Would Clemson be a better team with Kelly Bryant still on the roster? Absolutely. Was Kelly Bryant still going to play? Absolutely, he was still going to play. They were still going to use a two quarterback system, just so that he wasn't going to be the starter. But you know, I'm I'm not blaming Kelly for for what he did. He's he's just making the best decision that that he thinks is is right for him. And you know, why should anybody argue that? The sophomore running back, Travis Etienne, is the ACC's leading rusher right now and leading scorer 
with 12 touchdowns. I feel like I remember from the first time he ever touched the ball there. You know, you can just sense. I didn't know what. I didn't know if he knew the plays or, or what else he could offer. But he is a lightning bolt of a running back. Getting back to your projection that whoever runs the ball better is uh, the heavy favorite to win this game. What can you tell us about how he's kind of taken hold of that position? What kind of blocking is he getting from that offensive line? Because the Tigers will be going against a Wolfpack defense that lost most of the guys that you would have faced a year ago, and many of them are in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the thing that makes ETN special is that he runs violently. You know, the old adage that, you know, you want to run angry. Uh, well, that, that's what ETN does. You know, the most remarkable stat that I saw this week, uh, David, is that he's averaging uh, 5.69 yards per carry before he's even touched. Wow. Now, now you think about that. Uh, so, you know, if you're able to get that kind of yardage before you even get touched, uh, then, uh, then then things are, are pretty good. But, you know, he, he certainly, I think, has is, is rounded into his own. He's gaining more and more confidence each and every game. But there's going to be that game where, you know, somebody's going to shut him down. Is it this week? I know it, what's, what's NC State going to do? You know, are they going to put seven guys in the box? Are they going to put eight people there in the box and try to go man-to-man on the on the wide receiving core here and, and force Lawrence into, into beating him, uh, throwing the football? Uh, you know, again, that's everything that we're going to – that's that's the chess match that, that's going to happen and then the adjustments that will happen uh, as well. Uh, that's what, again, makes this game so interesting. Don Munson, the play-by-play voice of the Clemson Tigers. You can follow Don on Twitter at WDonaldMunson. Enjoy what is going to be an awesome atmosphere at Death Valley on Saturday afternoon. And as always, thank you for the time on the David Glenn Show. David, I always appreciate you. Let me spread a little gospel of the Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers. You got it. This is only the fourth time, folks, in the history of the ACC that two conference teams this late in the season will play head-to-head with perfect records. 5-0 and Wolfpack at 6-0 and Clemson. I was at one of the other three that fit this description. It was Florida State UVA in 1993, both still undefeated in mid-October. It was Florida State at UNC in November of 1997. I was at that game. And it was Clemson FSU five years ago. So Saturday's matchup, Wolfpack at Clemson, only the fourth in 60-plus years to fit this description. Unblemished record versus unblemished record in mid-October or later. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show.